Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. And don't listen to this show under the water. It doesn't sound better and your pipe will get all wet. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. And I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you from the recording studio here at my home office just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, enjoying some fine fall weather finally. So, all right, on uh, this week's show, we've got another jam-packed uh, mixture of interviews from... The uh, from the Sutliff uh, Core Show in Richmond, uh, including a little chat with our own Kevin Godby that we did uh, a couple days ago after the show, <laughs> um, and uh, one from uh, Leo Valdez who works in the factory, and then a handful of attendees. So uh, jam packed, full of uh, different points of view and opinions and ideas and thoughts and uh, reports on the past pipe show. Um, real quickly, if you're an L.A. Dodgers fan, I apologize. I watched a total of four innings of baseball this year, and it was game five, the seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth innings. So I'm sorry. I promise. You know, I tried to stay away as long as I could, but I promise I won't do it next year. Yeah. Uh, still can't uh, still can't kick the uh, the Dodgers and following them quietly. But I really should never watch them, never. Uh, also, I've uh, been spending uh, spending time this past couple of days getting caught up on some training with some cruises, cruise lines, and there are some deals that are out. So if you are thinking about getting away for a winter vacation, uh, getting to the warm waters of the Caribbean, or if you're looking at uh, next spring. Yeah, whatever. If you want to get away and you want to go on a boat where you get to eat all you want, including some all-inclusive drink packages, email me, brian.levine at mei-travel.com. The cruise industry is ramping up all their big sales right now, and uh, there's a lot of really good deals out there. Uh, If you're thinking about going anywhere, just let me know. Let me know in advance. I'll give you my advice. Costs you absolutely nothing to use me for... uh, advice or even if i end up booking with you all right let's get the show rolling so everybody sit back relax fire up a bowl thank you all for tuning in and here we go there's nothing quite like fishing at dawn or smoking my genuine missouri meerschaum corncob pipe an american legend since 1869 it's the coolest smoothest pipe i've ever owned Check them out at corncobpipe.com. So joining us uh, as a special added uh, feature, because you and I didn't get a chance to sit down at the show at all, is uh, Kevin Godby of uh, pipesmagazine.com. All right. Kevin, first of all, uh, you you came to Richmond for the pipe show and for the factory tour, but you were also there for, what, a couple of days, five days, something like that? Yep. Uh, Lori and I did uh, five days and five nights, and it's kind of a funny story. Uh, This was actually my third 
Richmond show. I went with Bob Tate in 2010 when it was at a Holiday Inn and stayed at the Holiday Inn. And the show was at the same place. Didn't go anywhere else except maybe out to dinner one night. I went by myself in 2011. I did show reports on both of those. And what happened with this one is kind of a funny story except most people that go to the shows probably know that I have been backing off from shows for a while. Haven't gone to too many lately. Yeah, because you're too busy eating all that fancy food. Yeah, that's true. So I get an email. So at at the show, part of the show was there were uh, tobacco blending seminars. And it was uh, Russ Willett, Jeremy Reeves, uh, Perry Ensign. And then the, uh, I guess he's the president of Sutliff, uh, Jeremy McKenna. Yep. They had an email chain going where they were discussing amongst themselves how they were going to do the tobacco blending seminars. And at some point in the chain, somebody, I don't know who, added me to the email. (laughs) And they didn't say anything like, oh, hey, I added Kevin or, hey, Kevin, we added you to this because we want your opinion. Nothing. It was like I was just on the email eavesdropping. (laughs) <laughs> and it went spies. around a few times and I, you know, I took it as a very subtle way of saying, Hey Kevin, you know, you haven't been in the show in a long time. Maybe you should come. <laughs> of course I mentioned it to Lori and she like, she's like, Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Here's, here's the airfare. I have miles. We can use my miles and da, da, da. And she's like in, in like 15 minutes, she books this five day, five night thing, which is fine. It's fun because you know, when we were there, like coming from the airport, you know, you're in the getting the ride from the airport. We didn't rent a car. We, we flew and just took Ubers and whatnot. And several times people are like people that were driving us are like, have you been to Richmond before? And I'm like, yeah, but it doesn't really count because <laughs> I went from the airport to the hotel to the show and then back to the airport and home. So now I feel like I can say, yes, I have been to Richmond. We stayed downtown, which is really cool. There's a lot of old buildings and cobblestone streets, somewhat similar to where I live in St. Petersburg. Uh, We did a lot of eating. Most of what we did was uh, going to different restaurants. And funny thing, the first place we went was a Chinese place called Peter Chang. No relation (laughs) to P.F. Chang at all. Not even close. But anyway. It's the other brother they don't talk about. Yeah. And it's not Peter Chang's apostrophe. Yes, it's Peter Chang. (laughs) The... Only other stuff we did really, we walked, walked around downtown a little bit, and then we did the uh, Maymont Mansion tour, which is really cool. It's a it's a hundred acre Victorian estate and a, and a public park. We did a horse drawn carriage tour, which was an hour, and then we did the hour tour of the mansion. And I'm, I like history stuff, and it was what was really interesting to me is the guy that owned the mansion. His name was James Dooley, and his wealth came from the railroads. But I've watched all kinds of stuff like on History Channel and whatnot, and he doesn't come up at all. Huh. And the other thing that's interesting is that when he died first, then his wife died second. And when she died, part of, one of the things in her will was she said that all of the records, all the paperwork, all has to be burned. Ooh. Makes you think, right? Yeah. So anyway, I was very intrigued by that. I made a note to see if there's anything on History Channel about him, and no, there's not. So anyway. (laughs) There might be something on YouTube about him, but you probably don't want to go there. Right. Maybe he was the inventor of the Dooley pickup truck. (laughs) But it was pretty cool. Uh, I I definitely recommend that if you're going to Richmond. uh, It's just like an hour tour, and it's it's beautiful. Oh, yeah, speaking of beautiful, we we got lucky with the weather, uh, at least for the show. Yeah. We, we flew out on a Wednesday, Wednesday morning, 
And Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday, and I think Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, it was 97 degrees. I'm not kidding. Now, now I got to say, both of us were in Florida on Wednesday morning, and yeah. it was cooler in Florida than it was in North Carolina and Virginia. Yeah. Yeah, it was, I think it was around 85 in Florida, and it was 97 in Virginia, but we got lucky for Saturday at the show, and, and part of the show's inside, part of it's outside. Actually, I think there was more outside. I was actually a little chilly. Yeah, well, for you, anything under seventy four is a is Arctic weather. So, yeah, I think I think weren't we like around like sixty seven or something like that? It was going up to seventy. Yeah, it it was perfect. Yeah, um, it was perfect. So had had you been to Sutliff before for the tour? No, and this was that's the other thing. This was my first time to Sutliff. Finally, so you and, so let, let's back up a little bit because you've been to you went to Orlick. Or uh, STG. Right. And uh, I don't know. Have you been to any others? Uh, yeah. In July 2010, actually, uh, Sykes Wilford, the owner, founder of SmokingPipes.com and other companies as well right now, he invited me. Actually, he invited me in May. We were at the Chicago show. And he said, hey, you should come visit us in uh, in the Myrtle Beach area. So I went for a weekend and visited Smoking Pipes. And while I was there, he said, hey, in July, I'm going to Denmark. You should come with me. I said, okay. So <laughs> July 2010, I went to the, uh, I don't know if it still says it, but it was the Orlick factory, but it's really Scandinavian tobacco, STG. Yeah. And then uh, Mac Barron is also, <clears throat> excuse me, Mac Barron is also in Denmark. And we went there the next day. We kind of did a funny uh, uh, tobacco factory throwdown, if you Google that. Google like MacBaron or like factory throwdown or something. We did a funny comparison between the two factories. <laughs> you know, it, it was funny because like when we went into the boss's office or the guy who was showing us around at one place in his office, he happened to have a whole bunch of the other factories tobaccos. <laughs> and when we went to the next factory, it was the same way. So, so at Sutliff, did they show you the cabinets where they have all the other people's tobaccos on the tour? No, we oh, didn't see okay. that. That's funny. Yeah. But yeah, it was pretty neat, you know, because I, I loved doing it uh, to the, in, in Denmark. And Sutliff, Sutliff's factory is much smaller than both of the Denmark factories, MacBaron and STG. But it was still just as much fun and intriguing and exciting because I just love seeing how they do what they do. How do they turn this plant that if you just picked it and dried it out and smoked it would be awful into something that we love to smoke? Yeah. So, and here's one of the other things that, that I, that I kind of miss about working in the tobacco industry, going back to the other people's products was when I was working for one company, if we wanted to find out what the other companies were doing, I'd go out and buy it and put it on my expense report. <laughs> mm -hmm. there you go yeah that's a nice perk yeah now i buy it and it goes on my wife's credit card and she <laughs> and she looks at me funny um, right yeah um so did i'm I'm guessing sutliff looked a little bit older and maybe a little more old-fashioned than the other two in denmark yeah definitely so they are i was remembering that when I think in their ads they were saying they're a 125-year-old company, but actually uh, when I was there, I saw they had a very recent 
plaque uh, saying that they're 170 years old. But that they started in San Francisco. But the factory in Richmond, I think it was 1954 that we were told that they opened there. And they still have some of that same equipment that they're using from back then. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And did you get a chance to sit in on the blending seminar? Yes, I did. And it was a lot of fun. Um, it was probably, I'd say it was an hour and a, it was an hour and a half, 1230. Yeah, it was an hour and a half seminar. And uh, Jeremy Reeves started talking about different, he had an area he was talking about, which was burly tobaccos. Then we had uh, Per Jensen. And he talked about, I think it was Orientals, if I remember correctly. And then uh, Russ Willette spoke for the longer amount of time about all different types of tobaccos and how you blend them and how, like, Virginia's might give you the high note and Burley's give you the base note and things like that. So there's a lot of information on what the different types of tobaccos add to a blend and how to use them to work together and whatnot. And then so it was about a hour most of the time they were they were talking about different tobaccos presenting information and then the smaller amount of time at the end maybe like 20 30 minutes top was actually going and choosing different tobaccos that you wanted to create your blend with and i i had a strategy Uh i wanted to have a virginia forward blend but i wanted it to be balanced out and i used a lot of different types of tobaccos but it was mostly uh different virginias but I didn't write down exactly what it was, so I named it Secret Recipe. It's so secret, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. So, so that's one of those blends where somewhere down the road, when you get when you get around to smoking it, you hope you really don't like it because yeah, kind of right. I know. Yeah, yeah if you love it, you're never going to be able to recreate it. I know. Going to be trying to <laughs> savor it. No, I won't. You can never recreate it, but it'll be fun anyway. I, you know, we did that too uh, when Sykes and I went to the factories in Denmark. It was actually the uh, the Orlick or STG factory. That's where they do the my own blend. Yeah. And I still have about half of that tin left. Uh, any other uh, last notes from the uh, from the show? And of course, you're going to be doing a, a show report article thing with probably with pictures, maybe on uh, Pipes Magazine, so we can look forward to that. But oh if it, yeah, if it's during not up fact- already, it's not up yet. <laughs> will be shortly. And during the factory tour, I shot video. Lori shot stills and slow mo video. So I have some video editing to do. Should be fun. Uh, and so. We did the factory tour, we did the blending seminar, and then I just chilled out and smoked. Lori smoked a little bit, and she did. She went shopping. So the funny thing is, <laughs> I didn't buy anything, but she got a super cool 1960s unsmoked GBD for 100 bucks from McCraney's. And it's a 357 Prince, one-eighth bent round. So there were deals to be had. Uh, Kev- oh, yeah. Kevin, thanks for uh, thanks for sitting down with me. <laughs> I'm sorry we didn't get a chance to actually do it at the show, but we were uh, we were both kind of busy and uh, can't wait to see your article. Great, thank you, Brian. This is Internet Radio. Being at the forefront of craft tobacco production for over 20 years, we've been involved in some rather interesting projects at Cornell. From the Cellar Series to the Small Batch Project, we're extremely proud of how far we've come. 
So moving forward, we wanted to take it back to basics, and that's what the Burley Flake series is all about. Burley is an underrated varietal, but there is a ton of nuance there. Using various condimental tobaccos to accentuate different aspects of the air-cured leaf, each blend in this series is intended to showcase different individual subtleties inherent to Burley. It's a simple concept, one that I think really speaks to the essence of what we do at CND as a crew of folks who just love tobacco. It's also really good. Cornell and Deal's Burley Flakes series, wherever fine tobaccos are sold. And we are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, and here we go with the show reports or the interviews that I did at the show. And uh, <laughs> you got, re- keep in mind when you listen to these, um, I learned a lot. So this is the first time I had taken the recording equipment on the road and set it up in a place where, you know, we were right in the middle of a factory. And, and uh, so I learned a little bit, and you'll start to hear some of the uh, some of the the sound quality get better as I started to figure out more and more how to tweak it <laughs> and uh, more and more how to handle having a guest right there. Cause uh, it's been a while since I've actually recorded with somebody right next to me. So uh, we'll start this off with Leo Valdez. Okay. So we like to start off with tell us your name and, uh, and then we'll go from there and we'll find out how long you've worked here. Yes, sir. Uh, Leo Valdez. And, and Leo, how long have you worked here at Sutliff? Uh, it's going to be coming up to 31 years. It's, uh, it's quite an experience. Yeah, and, and I know from talking to you that you, you know, your family moved to Richmond with the Teamo Cigar Company, correct? That is correct, 1989. Yeah. It was a uh, good, good change of, uh, of address if it <laughs> from New Jersey to, uh, to Central Virginia. That's... Uh, it was good. Now, do you? So, when I was here, you were the one that pressed and did most of the cutting of the flakes and the crumble cakes and stuff. Are you still? Are you still overseeing all the pressing and cutting? Yes, sir. I do just about all the pressing, and I do oversee uh, the cutting. If I don't do it myself, uh, we had to kind of offsource it a little bit uh, to other employees because it just got to be too much uh, for me to deal with the whole thing. So when you're taking like the uh, like the Sutliff uh, the the crumble cake line that came out last year or whenever it came out, uh-huh. um, how long are you pressing that cake of tobacco for? Uh, a minimum of forty eight hours. <laughs> that is uh, that is the time that we put the the flakes uh, in the press. And then you monitor the moisture while you're doing that, but. Does yes, it? yes. Uh, we, we try to come up with as, but as dry a tobacco as possible uh, so it bonds better and it creates a better block and it, it, and it, cuts, it, it cuts better, believe it or not. If it's too wet, do you also get a whole bunch of juices coming out when you're when you're doing the press? Yes, yes, yeah. certainly, certainly. And it kind of loses from the tobacco, you know. Uh, it's, it's a mess. <laughs> it gets pretty messy. <laughs> and then when you try to cut it, it kind of falls apart a little bit more. So. And when you cut it, it's not just a simple process. I mean, you got to line those up and you got to measure out the cuts evenly. Yes. So yes, it, it's a slow, kind of a tedious process to, to get the cuts even. Because otherwise you get the weight 
incorrect on the on the slices. That's correct. Uh, there's a measuring system that we have in place uh, that we try to measure all the all the slices and all the fractions of the block, so we could get the best product possible and get the weights right. Are you sure each one's an ounce and a half, or is it sometimes a little more? Uh, we obviously have to go a little more just to be safe. Yeah. Uh, Do you know how many how many different products does Sutliff have that are pressed or cut flakes? Oh, my goodness. Uh, we got at least a couple of dozen right now. Some are more popular than others. Some we don't get to work with very often. Are you able to let them age a little bit before you before you cut and can them or are you pretty much pressing as fast as you can and then cutting as fast as you can oh no 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 we we do hold them together if we don't plan to cut them instantly and uh sometimes we press just to have stock pressed and we actually freeze them why do you freeze them uh just to keep them just to basically keep them at the same size you know because if you take them out there they'll be swelling up makes measuring difficult and, and the, then the cutting doesn't work very well yeah because the flakes are cut to the exact size as the flake as the cutter so that you can line them up and get them as as even as possible again so yes we, we have some products that are just slices and then you know slices the you know the whoever works and puts them on the can will uh will just take the right amount we don't necessarily have to you know there's no way to get them to be perfect but then we have other products that are in chunks or blocks, and those have to be more precise because we definitely would like just to put a, <laughs> you know, the right amount in a can. And, you know, we can't go over too much, but we definitely can go under the weight. Do you have to press like a plug cut? Do you have to press that a little bit longer than something that you're going to cut into a slice, or, or is it the same no, 48 same hours? 48 hours. Weekends yeah. is 36 because you're not coming in on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, I'm not going afternoon. to come in on Sunday and open those things up. <laughs> and then it throws a week, <laughs> throws the rest, rest of the week off. So Monday, Wednesday, yeah. and Friday are perfect days for that. Christmas, those get pressed for 10 days. Yeah, yeah. From the 23rd to the 2nd. <laughs> I can imagine that. Are, is Latakia easy to work with in a press? Does it change the way you have to cut it or anything? No, Latakia is generally on the drier side, tobacco, and that, that's a very comfortable medium to work with. So, again, the drier it is, the better it is for yes. cutting. Yes, and... there's more control over the, the whole work. And then you once you cut everything, do you actually pack it, or does it go off, it goes off to a packing line where... Well, we cut it right next to the cutter. We put the packing table. So as boards get filled, I just slide them over, and somebody most likely will be there packing it. And those are all hand packed, right? Yes. And then sent down the line to vacuum to put yeah, the lid on. Yeah, we put them in. A, with the, the, then we send them to the to the vacuum seal machine or the canning machine, depending on on what product it is. Yeah, or the pouch machine if you're dropping them into a pouch. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some that, that's been done. <laughs> we we like a better packaging. A can, whether it's a a can a can seal can or a vacuum seal can. That's probably that's our, our our product of choice. And, and of course, going back to your family again, your parents were working in the cigar business, and your dad kind of hooked you into coming down and helping them out, and that's how you got started. Uh, when I was 12 years old, so on and off for for 30 years, I did. You know, I worked with him here and there until one day I decided to, nah, why why not just get employed? 
<laughs> so if any of you have ever had any of the Sutliff crumble cakes or any of the flake tobaccos, any of the flakes through the Seattle Pipe Club line, any of the flakes through the new John Cotton, the double presses and all those, odds are Leo's touched it maybe twice. Once going into the flake, into the press, and once coming out into the cutter. Once coming out and possibly a third time when it gets cut. <laughs> In, out, and cut. <laughs> Leo, thanks. All right. Thank you very much, Brian. And let me just add that uh, 31 years is not extraordinary at Sutliff. There are a lot of people that have been there uh, longer and uh, some that are you know, in their 25, 30 years. All right, we'll take a break right here. When we come back from the break, we'll go directly back to some more uh, guest, uh, guest interviews from the Sutliff Core event. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection, or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at 1-888-366-0345, and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are SmokingPipes.com. Tell me your name and where uh, are you from? All right. My name is Zach Hudgens. I'm from Matthews County, Virginia. And what I like about you is you're kind of young, aren't you? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. Barely young. I just turned 31. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, and 31 and he's got a baby yeah. face like that. Oh, I bet you still it. get carded. Oh, yes. Yeah. All right. So how long have you been smoking a pipe? Um, smoking a pipe since uh, about 20 years old in college. Uh, and um, just got into it through some friends and uh, different pipes I've tried. And it's just an interesting hobby to have. Yeah. And it kind of, I guess, from college now, 10 yeah, years later, yeah. it kind of stuck. Yeah, it stuck. And um, always celebrate International Pipe Smoking Day. And um, don't smoke a whole lot, maybe one bowl every couple months. But I'm always following your podcasts and uh, different things. That, so this, so pipe smoking for you is kind of, it's a special occasion thing when, oh, yeah. you, when you're going to sit down and go through the whole ritual and maybe sit for an hour or two? Uh, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, like uh, definitely holidays, like Christmas time, Thanksgiving, like a special occasion. So a rare treat. It's good. So you don't, and, and, and it's not a daily thing? Um, definitely not a daily thing, although I'd like to, but uh, maybe just a little bit concerned over the health uh, consequences, <laughs> but um, I still enjoy pipes very much and look at pipes every day, but uh, just don't smoke them every day. Yeah. And yeah. then you told me before, but how many pipes do you have? I have about 20 or 30, uh, somewhere in between there. <laughs> so one pipe every couple of months, you've yeah. got about a two-year, three-year yeah. rotation of oh. pipes before you get around to the next one. Yeah, I don't have to worry about rotating them too often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so you did you go on the tour and... And oh, you man. saw the factory? Yeah, we just finished, and, man, it's so much to see. And then the smells, that's my favorite part. Like, uh, especially when we went and walked into the cooler room where the different flavors were and um, the bins that they had out there. It was amazing, yeah. Yeah, and they yeah. let you get to touch them and feel them yeah. and, and see them. Yeah. 
were you kind of expecting something maybe a little different than what you saw when you got in there? Um, I think it was about what I thought it would be, a, a large factory. and a, But I wasn't expecting to see, like, um, all the old machinery, I guess. And um, it was amazing to see all the tobacco everywhere. Um, so it was pretty, pretty neat sight. <laughs> and then walking around here at the show, did you see anything that jumped out at you that was that was shiny and pretty that oh. you got to have? Um, I definitely like the Meerschaum pipes because I don't own one yet, and uh, those were pretty amazing. Uh, John Inge has some nice pipes that he showed me, some amazing stem work. That was pretty neat seeing those. Um, I guess I could have all of it, <laughs> but maybe not enough money for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, money does not grow on trees, young people. Yeah. I'll just remind you of that. Yeah, so. And when I guess you know, part of the fun for me of coming to a mm. pipe show is, of course, discovering new people that you know, new pipes that you've never seen before, but. You don't have to buy everyone. You can yeah. still come and look and appreciate them. And, and even with the tobaccos, you can go back there and smell all the different yeah, so, ones. Oh, man. Yes, for sure. It's so neat to just see all the different pipes around. Um, talked to John Eels a lot about his pipes. That was a neat conversation, too. And there's tons of people here to meet. <laughs> and, Zach, we will wrap this up with the right. Fast Five final questions, just like everybody else gets right. them. So, what is your favorite pipe? All right, my favorite pipe is my Peterson Christmas pipe from 2010, and uh, it's like my special pipe I smoke every Christmas day, and I got it, um, you know, about 10 years ago, so it's been with me for that amount of time. It's good. <laughs> yeah. And what is your current favorite tobacco? Uh, favorite tobacco, um, I will say it used to be Old Virginia uh, Flake, but that business went out, I think, maybe with McClellan, and um, that was a really good nutty flavor. Um, lately, I've been smoking a lot of Boswell's pipe tobaccos, like uh, Cherry yep. Smash and uh, Boswell's Best, and uh, I like their Christmas cookie, too. Mmm, yeah. <laughs> oh, now I'm getting hungry again. Um, what is your favorite drink? Favorite drink? Uh, morning, definitely coffee. Anyways, black with cream, sugar. Um, also like beer a lot in the evening, yeah. <laughs> And when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um, I love all those things, but I say a book is my favorite. Yeah, uh, mystery novels or history. I was a history major. I love to read about different things of the past. Yeah. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory? Um, I would say when I first got into the pipe and just learning about it and the traditions behind it, and um, just learning how to pack a bowl and doing all those things. Also, a lot of good memories um, around the holidays, smoking a pipe with my brother or um, getting together with family and celebrating at the end of a nice meal with a pipe. Thanks for sitting down with me and taking time out of your show. Oh, for sure. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And tell us your name and tell us where are you from? All righty. My name is Ariana Lucky and I'm from Ocala, Florida. Ocala? I was just down in Florida last week. Really? Yeah, wow. down in Orlando. Oh, wonderful. Ocala Beautiful is also place. Ocala is home to John Travolta, isn't it? Yes, you're correct. <laughs> yeah, and his little airport that he lives by. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, so you are not a pipe smoker. I am not. But you're here at the show. Tell us, why are you here at the show? I'm here at the show today um, with my boyfriend. This is my second year coming in, and I really enjoy him smoking pipes. I'm not really a fan of it, but myself, but I enjoy him. Yeah, and we had Zach on, and Zach, yes. he, Zach smokes a pipe maybe once every couple of months. It's kind of yes. a special occasion thing, and does he do it around you? Does he, does he kind of hide from you when he's doing it? <laughs> no, he doesn't hide. He's sitting usually right next to me, and I actually don't mind the smell. It's um, somewhat like a campfire, of course, and I usually burn a fall candle in the background, and it's, it's really mellow and beautiful. 
And what I what I really like about what he said was that he does it on just special occasions. Yes. It's not every day or every week. Absolutely. So when he takes his pipes out, and for you guys, it, sometimes it might be a special moment when you're just sitting there and he sure. smells like a campfire and you smell <laughs> like a pretty candle. That's right. <laughs> so what did you what did you think of the factory? It was beautiful. It was, there were a lot of different things that I honestly didn't you know expect, and it was a really nice experience, once in a lifetime. And your impressions of the show, and keep in mind, I, I don't care that you don't smoke a pipe. Sure. I want your opinion on it because I think your opinion is wonderful and a lady's opinion. Sure. Um, actually, again, like I said, this is my second year, and this show in particular was a little bit larger than last year, uh-huh. and it was very b- wonderful. Um, I love the outdoors as well as the inside, and it's nice. And do you, do you look at some of the pipes and go, ooh, that's pretty, and then mm-hmm. you look at some of them and go, what is that thing, yes. really? <laughs> <laughs> I believe it's Meerschaum. Is uh-huh. that the name of the, the white ones? I love those. Yeah. Um, they have different textures and um, styles and everything, and I appreciate those very much so. So you can get into the art of a pipe, and then some other people are selling pens and other stuff. So, yes. But then I'm sure there's got to be some pipes that you look at and go. <laughs> yes, ah, absolutely. Yeah. There's a few. <laughs> and, and have you seen any price tags on pipes that have oh, shocked yes. you? Oh, yes. I was actually teasing uh, Zach earlier about the pricing. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I promise you this would be short and mm-hmm. sweet. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sitting down, and thank you for your for your woman's opinion on a uh, on a pipe show. Even though you don't smoke a pipe, yes, maybe we can work on that. <laughs> thank you so much for your time. All right, thanks. Alrighty, bye. All right, tell us your name and tell us where are you from. I'm Jess Steer. I'm from Berea, Kentucky. And with you, so is Jess short for Jesse? Uh, normally, but my parents didn't name me normally, so it's just Jess. And do you get oftentimes confused as a for a woman that's name is Jessica? And you, so I, I sometimes I walk into a place and they're expecting a woman, and I'm definitely not a woman. And or sometimes on the phone, they, I I'll say Jess and they'll think I'm saying Jeff as in Jeffrey. So sometimes I say Jess as in Jesse, but then of course they want to know if it's Jesse and it's actually just Jess. So, it, anyway, so that's a lot for a little, but. Listen, I have a wife whose name is Dale, so I understand the confusion. Gotcha. Oh, and my wife's name is Gabrielle, so it can go both ways. They're sometimes expecting a man, and she shows up, and she's definitely not a man. So she, she doesn't. She's not Gabriel. No. No. Well, there you go. So, so you guys can answer each other's mail and phone calls for each other because names can go any way. Basically. There you go. All right. So, is this your first pipe show that you've been to? This is my very first one. All right, so let's talk about first impression of just a pipe show, which this isn't quite a normal pipe show because it's got a whole bunch of stuff going on. Just the just the pipe show itself, your first impression. Just very, the, if I had to give it one word, I would say chill. Um, just really not a, I don't know, it just seems like everybody is just moving along and having a good time and circulating and... I got to see a lot of beautiful pipes and talk to some very fun people and yeah. But not a lot of high pressure sales, not a lot of... No, not a lot of high pressure sales and that like I, there was one table that I circled back around to like I think three or four times and they weren't, they just, 
they weren't in a hurry to get me to buy something, but they knew with each time that I came back, of course, the likelihood is greater that I'm going to actually buy something I did. So, yeah. So I have you managed to stay within your budget and your guidelines of what you were going to look for at the show? So far, so far I have. And the show's not over yet. The show's not over yet. So how do you process that? There's obviously something still kind of kicking in your head thinking, boy, I want that. But you're you also got to balance the budget. Right. Uh So are you are you specifically staying away from that item or are you thinking are you circling over it again, hoping to hate it? I did. I did circle back around and looked at one pipe that I had been looking at um, that would put me a little over budget. Fortunately, it's not a very expensive pipe. Um, So. I don't know what that means about how I'm doing. (laughs) (laughs) So the jury is still out on that. Yeah. 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 We'll we'll have to catch up with you later and see about that. Um, All right. What did you think of the factory tour? Because you you went through this big red door right Mm -hmm. behind you there and disappeared into the factory for an hour. And it's, what, 80,000, 90,000 square feet back there? It's big. I don't know about the square footage. Yeah. Uh, but what'd you think of it? What stands out to you? Um, is is it cleaner than you thought it would be back there? I, you know, I don't know what I was expecting. I'd say, well, I was expect what I the impression I get from it is old, like the machinery, everything that's back there um, is like seventies at the youngest. Yeah. Um, and uh, but I mean I did expect that because it's an old pipe tobacco factory. Um, yeah, and you can't really go to Harbor Freight and buy new tobacco cutters because right, <laughs> yeah. they're just not out there. So yeah, uh, so you do see a lot of machinery that's been held onto and been re-engineered and redeveloped. Did you see the final the 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 old cutter at the end of the line? Yes. And did they show you where they attached where they? took off the original steam motor and put on an electric motor i think they did but i might not have been paying great (laughs) attention so yeah uh and did you get a chance to play with any of the tobacco back there yeah i got to hold it in my hands and i i was the one who was was sticking my nose into everything i just had to smell everything um what was interesting to me is that it more it smelled more alike than different except when i got to the uh the big i don't know bag of latakia (laughs) that almost was as strong as smoking it (laughs) yeah it does kind of stand out doesn't it yeah uh and the barrels of perique are back there and you get a chance to really see what perique looks like all by itself and and how it comes um did you get a chance did they show you the where the where the flakes were cut and all the presses and yeah so you got to see all that tortured stuff happen. Yep. Uh, any last last thoughts or final uh, things that were interesting to you? Um. I just I just think that this is a really cool. Uh, I haven't been to the other pipe shows, but I'm really glad that I came out. Um, and it's kind of unique in that it's at a tobacco factory, and I feel like um, Sutliff has just done an awesome job hosting us and yeah. uh, making us feel welcome. And I mean, I, I paid five bucks, they fed me lunch, there's coffee, there's you know a goodie bag, um, all these cool people. I, 
I don't really see how they could have done a better job. <laughs> There's, there was donuts this morning. That, I was happy. That too, yeah. yeah. Not on my diet. Jess, we'll finish this up with the Fast Five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yeah. What is your favorite pipe? Um, my favorite shape is a bent brandy or apple. So it, it, I don't have like a, a precise pipe that's the favorite yep. one. No, that's perfect. What is your favorite tobacco? Um, in Lexington, Kentucky, there is a tobacconist uh, called Schwab's. Yep. Um, his ebonite blend, which is kind of a lane 1Q-ish kind of thing, but it, I actually think better. Um, like it's just a little bit deeper of a flavor um, is probably my favorite. But I have to tell, I have to share what my second favorite is, which is uh, Cornell and Deal Cordial, which mm-hmm. is just an awesome kind of English crossover blend. A, a super hybrid. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite drink? And of course, you live in Kentucky, so be careful. Well, I actually don't have to be that careful because my favorite drink is actually bourbon. Okay, good. All right. Yeah. Good answer. Good answer. Uh, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? It depends how relaxed we're talking. Um, but if we're talking really like getting ready for bed, relaxed, uh, some music, especially somebody like Melody Gardot who's just an awesome jazz singer and great to smoke to. And then finally, a favorite pipe smoking related memory? You know, um, okay, so my father-in-law is actually one of the first pipe smokers that I knew. Um, And when I first got started, I was still struggling with packing a bowl. Um, And I was, it was, Thanksgiving and I was on his front porch and I was struggling struggling to do that and he came out and he saw me <laughs> he's like let me see that <laughs> so he he like just stuck the bowl he stuck the pipe bowl in the bag of tobacco that I had and just kind of yammed some in there with his fingers and then he sort of spun the pipe in a circle while he kind of tamped it with his thumb and he's like there and he handed it to me and it was just uh, that smoke was just one long continuous smoke with very few relights and it was just one of those it was one of those um just incredible smokes that you remember as being um just really relaxing and it was that magical moment it was a magical moment smoke yeah thanks for sitting down with me thanks for coming to the show and taking time out from it absolutely tell us your name and tell us where you're from i'm steve davenport and i'm from noonan georgia and, and you've been a long-time listener of the show. Yeah, picked up around uh, show 30, 35 or so, and uh, somewhere backtracked and got all the rest, so yeah. And you're too stupid to stop listening, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that just goes along with being from Georgia. Uh, now that I've done that, uh, so tell us your impressions of the show and the factory. Now, is this your first pipe show? Second pipe show. Vegas was the first. There you go. Uh, a little bit smaller, but still a lot of fun. Uh, lots to see. Yep. And uh, this has ended up turning into a tobacco buying show for me rather than to, uh, pipes. So that's cool. What all What all did you pick up? Anything exciting? Uh, picked up an L-Tang Basic. Yep. Picked up some of the uh, Red Virginia Crumble Cake Setliff makes. And I'm probably going to go pick up a couple of tins of uh, Solani 633, the Virginia Perique. 
and who knows what after that. So you're uh, you're you're going to be going home with uh, quite a stock of tobacco. Yeah, I'll be good for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> at least a week or two, maybe three. Now, is is pipe smoking is that a daily thing for you, or is it something that's more of a weekend thing? It's probably more of a weekend, three or four times a week kind of thing. Yeah. So sit down, get your pipe out, and just sit back with it and go out on the deck and chill out. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. So you're not you're not puttering around the house with a pipe sticking out of your face all day long. No, that wouldn't go over real well. <laughs> well, what she doesn't know won't hurt her. This is true. Yeah. Um, how many pipes do you have in your collection now, or your assortment, or whatever we want to call it? Counting the Lord Davenport pipes that I collect, probably about forty. And the uh, and the Lord Davenports you collect because of your last name. That'd be correct. And it, and it turns out that was those were kind of private label made for a store at one point, weren't they? At, well, some of them were. Um, they were made for about ten or fifteen years back in the forties, uh, forties to early fifties. They actually had a fairly wide distribution uh, from East Coast, and I've picked up a couple of uh, magazine ads from Honolulu. So, what do you know? Uh, there were they did brand a few for uh, private stores. You know, uh, Victor's was one of them in California, and uh, I've seen a couple of others. Yeah, so again, another unique collection of pipes in the pipe and tobacco hobby, and purely because of your last name, and they're and they're good smokers too. Yeah, they're pretty decent. Yeah, you just got to get them cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. All right, so the factory tour. Now, this is probably the first time you've been inside a working pipe tobacco factory. Right, yep. Um, your thoughts after the tour versus what you thought going in? Uh, it was all pretty interesting. It's neat to see the different processes and components. Um, you could go in there and, like I told you a while ago, just kind of inhale and enjoy the aromas. So <laughs> uh, you just stay, just kind of stay there for a while. Yeah, this is one of the, uh, I guess this is the only pipe show I've ever been to where the place smelled like pipe tobacco before we got here. Right. right. <laughs> it's not like not like Las Vegas where it smells like beer and cigarettes before you get there, but here it's <laughs> all pipe tobacco in there. Right. It'd be, it'd be nice if the uh, Lane folks did something like this in Tucker. Well, that'd be right around your, right around the corner from you. So. Just, just about, yeah. Yeah. Nah, they couldn't do it in Georgia. Not as friendly as the people from the real south. Yeah, um, right. Oh, did I yeah. say that out loud? No. Yeah, you did. <laughs> um, anything else interesting? Anything that surprised you when you were in there? Um, the distribution and, the, and just the quantities of, of what's back there. Uh, there's, there's, there's a lot of tobacco back there. Yeah. And yeah. that's, from what they say, just a fraction of it. Yeah, did they also tell you that they have a storage facility off-site where they truck tobacco back and forth right, during the right. week? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so they're not lying to you completely. Um, but again, so the tour starts right from, from right behind where we're recording, and it's literally an hour or so before you get all the way around. You, you follow the tobacco kind of as it comes right, in right. and goes through all the steps. Just follow and, the process. And then it gets canned and ends up in a cardboard box and ends up back here normally where we are, which would be the shipping and receiving area. Right. And out the door it goes. So you, you get to kind of follow the path of it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat. And then we'll uh, we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answer, just whatever comes to your mind. Are you okay. ready? Yeah. And you've heard these before. A few times. So there's no surprises. No. What is your favorite pipe? Uh, probably a Eric Clot 
stubby uh, stubby apple. And what is your favorite tobacco? Salani 633. And what is your favorite drink? Uh, beer, usually something from uh, Sweetwater. Sweetwater, let me Sweetwater guess. Sweetwater Brewing. Sweetwater, Georgia. No, it's actually in uh, Buckhead. Oh. <laughs> between Midtown and Buckhead, yeah. Well, there you go. Eh, they can't even figure out how to name their own stuff right. Uh, is it on Peachtree Street? Because they all are. It's pretty darn close. Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> uh, when it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? That'd be a book. And then finally, do you have a favorite pipe smoking related memory besides coming here and. Not particularly, although I do remember my dad gave it a try some years ago before he passed away. And um, I've got a, a picture of him my stepmom took that's probably the only picture I have of my dad with a pipe. So there you go. Steve, thanks very much for sitting down and uh, thanks for hanging out with me. All right. And there you go. Uh, a bunch of great people at the show. And, of course, and later on that night, I got to sit with Jess for a little bit. Uh, didn't get to sit with Steve for much, but uh, Steve and I go way back, and it was great to see him. Uh, you guys start planning yourself for uh, getting getting ready for the next year's one. All right? All right. Uh, mailbag and uh, rant and music, all that coming up. What are you looking for in a pipe? Is it the quality of aged briar? Is it a certain shape or finish? Maybe it's the sound engineering that ensures an effortless, smooth draw with each and every puff. That's exactly the kind of pipe Savinelli has delivered for generations now. With such a variety of shapes, finishes, and sizes, it's easy to find something that fits your sensibility and style. Just this year, we've expanded our lineup to include the Bianca, the Lancelotto, the 2015 collection, and the final installment in the Leonardo da Vinci line, the Vitruvio. For a bolder style, try our more colorful 2015 editions as well. The exotic cashmere, the sultry licoricea, and the striking archipelago red. So whatever you're looking for in a pipe, know there's a Savinelli waiting for you. Contact your local or online retailer to find your Savinelli today. This is Internet Radio. And we are back. All right. For music, uh, we're going back to uh, Bing Crosby uh, because this one is called Autumn Leaves, and it's absolutely perfect for this time of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. And besides that, it's Bing Crosby who has a pipe shape named after him. Maybe someday they'll come up with a pipe shape and name it after me. Falling leaves drift by the window The autumn leaves of red and gold I see your lips The summer kisses The sunburned hands I used to hold since you went away, the days grow long, and soon I'll hear old winter song. 
but I miss you most of all, my darling. When autumn leaves start to Summer kisses, the sunburned hands I used to hold since you went away. The days grow long, and soon I'll hear old winter songs. But I miss you most of all, my darling. When autumn leaves start to fall, that. Uh, Derbingle, one uh, smooth-sounding guy. Oh, my God! You've got mail. You bastard! If you have something to say or to send to me, you can email me directly, brian at pipesmagazine.com, or you can go on to pipesmagazine.com and post it on the uh, radio show page there with all the comments, or you can go into the forums, and hopefully I'll find it. Or you can do what uh, these fine folks did, which is go to iTunes and leave a rating or review for us, which we greatly appreciate, including uh, Kiltus Piper, K-I-L-T-E-S Piper, says, uh, uh, let's see, his comment is Sutliff and Core Richmond Pipe Show. Hello, Brian. It was a pleasure meeting you this past Saturday. Thanks for the interview. I was your second guest last Saturday. Had fun listening to myself being interviewed. <laughs> Just wanted to thank you for your dedication to this fine program and hope for many more episodes. Great job, and don't let anyone tell you anything different. Cheers, Robert Bailey. Thank you very much. I do appreciate it, and uh, and yeah, you know we work we work hard at uh, putting this little show together and making sure that every week you have uh, something to listen to. Every week may not be the best shows, but we do try. Uh, and then uh, NYC Stogie writes, uh, Amazing Variety Hobby Americana. Uh, I've listened to Kevin and Brian's show for, it seems, decades, it feels like. 
and every episode makes me laugh and usually learn something new. Only a couple people that I haven't heard him interview that I'd still like to hear. Definitely my favorite iTunes podcast. Thank you, Brian, and the humble, brilliant Mr. Kevin Godby. Ooh, humble and brilliant. Kevin, did you hear that? <laughs> um, listen, thank you very much for that. We appreciate that. And uh, if you've got anybody that you want to hear on the show, uh, any guests that you want to hear, any guests that you want to hear again, comments or suggestions, email me, Brian, B-R-I-A-N, at pipesmagazine.com. If you don't hear from me in a couple of days, email again. Uh, you can also go on to Facebook and reach out to me or Instagram and reach out to me there. Uh, and then going back to last week's show, Sand Dollars writes, love your show. That's his entire comment, and I appreciate it. Uh, and then uh, King John writes, really enjoyed the episode. Had every intention of driving up there to attend. Seems to have been a wonderful show, and I'm sorry I missed it. What spoke to me was when Brian was talking about lightning in a bottle and being thankful. Going to make a point moving forward to start attending TAPS meetings and see if I can support the club. Thanks again for an enjoyable episode, John. Uh, yeah, John, and if you can come up for the uh, for the Richmond show, that would be great too. The the Raleigh show is a great event uh, that, you know, unfortunately I seem to have to miss it every other year for some reason. Uh, also, uh, Russ Hicks wrote to me, uh, your rant this week was probably the best to date. So very true in so many ways. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lightning in a bottle and being in that moment, hold on to those moments. Cause, uh, you know, the next one's not guaranteed. And when they're special, you got to remember them. Uh, Casey ghost writes, good show. I've missed the Chicago show the last few years. I might have to go to it one more time. Well, how about two or three more times, but let's start with the first one. And then uh, finally, Pipe Collector 34 says, Brian, it appears you've worked pretty darn hard at hosting the best show possible week in and week out, and it is evident in every one of the podcasts. I believe you've got the show running as smooth as it could possibly go, and you make it appear effortlessly, and we all know that it isn't all Costellos and McClellans on your end. Uh, I think you and Kevin deserve an extra big attaboy for all the hard work that you've put in here and to make such a damn fine show for us every week. Thanks again, a Phil Johnson, a.k.a. P-J-E-R. And I'm wondering, Phil, are you Canadian, eh? Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, thank you very much for that. Yeah, appreciate it. Do try to keep the shows a little fresh, but uh, yeah, smooth running, that's me. Um, also, remember, if you're coming to the West Coast Pipe Show in Las Vegas, November 2nd and 3rd, I will be sharing a table with uh, Ryan Alden. I'll be the little one hiding behind the giant Ryan Alden. Uh, come up to me, tell me that you love the Pipes Magazine radio show, and I got a gift for you. All right, rant time is next. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes, we grow them, 
make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. gone so wrong to me uh anyway i've been selling and buying you know buying and selling on ebay off and on for 20 years now and and ebay has gotten so easy to post stuff to and have incentivized people so greatly to post stuff that eh, there's a lot of crap up there i'll just put it that way there's a lot of crap up there there's a lot of stuff priced for sale up there that's outrageous and here's a perfect example of it all right I uh, nothing I'm selling on eBay would have be would be of any interest to any of you listening to the show, so don't worry about it. But I'm selling off some of my Disney pin collection. All right, little collectible cloisonne pins, and I sell them off. I put them on eBay for three ninety nine each, plus four dollars shipping, no reserve, six day, you know, seven day auction. Whatever happens to it, happens to it. Okay, that's what happens. Well, <laughs> eBay will give you fifty free auctions a month. And then they throw out these incentives out here, uh, you know, every month or so, or sometime during the month, to the point where you can get uh, 150, 200 listings for free. So when I get time, I sit down. I've been putting these eBay pin, these pins on eBay, and boom, 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 out they go. Three ninety nine, four ninety nine, you know, whatever. I'm not getting rich, but I'm getting rid of my junk. Okay, that's what eBay's great for. Then I notice <laughs> one of the pins I sold to a guy for like eight bucks because it was a popular one. He now has it listed in his eBay store where he's got about 2,000 Disney pins. He's got it listed for $124, okay? So eBay, you've made it so easy to list stuff. You've made it so cheap to have stuff up there. And then you've got people like that that have, oh man, he didn't even change pictures, all right? He's using my picture for his listing and it's $124 so good luck uh, anyway as with everything buyer beware all right I want to say a special thank you to everyone who sat down with me and talked about the uh, Richmond conclave of Richmond pipe smokers event at the Sutliff tobacco factory uh, probably got enough to do one or two more shows of this so hope you're enjoying it you're gonna get them I don't care no matter what I got them all recorded and you will like them. There we go. Uh, so once again, thank you all for tuning in. And until next time. The clouds when we're together just sing a song and think about sunny weather happy trails to me till we meet again
scary feet. Oh, the kids are awake. Okay, scary feet, scary feet, scary feet, scary feet, scary feet. Kids asleep. <laughs>